For most businesses, the quality of the call to action on their website is the single biggest determinant of their total digital marketing performance, and in plenty of cases, their total growth. Yeah, and yet they literally spend more time debating prices with their toilet roll supplier than they do deciding and optimizing the call to action and the offer that it makes. Not you, not here, not on my watch. Ninjas love optimizing calls to actions and the offers in them. So that's exactly what we're going to do today. Design you the perfect CTA for your website. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name's Tim. I'm Head Ninja at Exposure Ninja. We're a digital agency. We help our clients get more leads and sales through their websites. And that is exactly what this podcast episode is all about today. Making you a CTA and an offer for your CTA, which generates you more leads and more sales through your website. Now, here's a typical digital marketing campaign for any business. Yours will approximately be the same, right? You're driving traffic onto your website. That traffic on your website is being funneled to some sort of call to action. So you might be offering a free consultation or you might just say get in contact or you might have nothing at all. You might just have a contact form on your contact page, whatever. And then once people do that thing, some process starts, which results in money. Okay, so they fill in the form, your sales team contact them, they fill in the form and it goes to you and you sell them something, they fill in the form or they just buy or, you know, whatever. So traffic, website, CTA, money. That is basically the shape of any digital marketing campaign. Now let's put some numbers in that to explain why this is so important. So let's say that you buy 100,000 visitors through pay-per-click advertising and the call to action on your website converts at 1%. Well, from that 100,000 visitors, which you've paid for with PPC, you've now generated 1,000 leads, okay? Now, if you're a small business, this might be you know over the course of a year. If you're a large brand, this might be a month or a week. Now let's say though, that you go through this process of optimizing your call to action and the offer in your call to action, and you go through tips one to three that I'm gonna share, and you can improve that call to action. So now that 100,000 visitors through PPC converts at 2%. Well now, rather than 1,000 leads, you've got 2,000 leads. You've basically doubled the volume of leads without spending anything more on traffic. So this is why this stuff is really important. And by the way, I'm going to show you some examples or talk you through some examples that convert at 8% from paid traffic. So well above 1%, 2% sort of averages that are out there. And by the way, optimizing your call to action and the offer in your call to action doesn't just mean that you generate more leads. It can also mean that you generate better quality leads as well. In tip four, we're going to talk about generating more qualified leads, which are easier for your sales team to close. So I think that's worth sticking around for, right? Cool. And by the way, just a little caveat before we start, I use the term CTA to refer to both how your call to action is presented on your website and also the offer in your call to action. I use that interchangeably. Our COO just called me out on it. She's like, Tim, you're talking about choosing your CTA, but what you're really talking about is choosing the offer in your CTA. She's absolutely right. She always is, but I just use those interchangeably. So when I say, let's play with your CTA, what I don't mean is let's change the button color. I mean, today I'm talking about let's change the offer. Let's change the thing that we're giving people in return for their contact details or their purchase. Okay, cool. 
Alright, I'm going to talk you through some examples. I'm going to run through what they're doing badly and what we could be doing better uh, to improve the performance of these both in quality of leads and also the quantity of leads or sales. So there's basically four mistakes that people make and I'm going to give you some examples of each. So the first mistake that people make with their calls to action is that they have a very low perceived value. Okay, low perceived value. So in other words, they're not incentivizing people enough to take that action. Now, the more we can incentivize someone, the more likely it is that they will act. There's this myth with digital marketing that if we build it, they will come. If we just put traffic on our website, they will just miraculously turn into customers. Now, some will, but the reason that they're turning into customers is that they perceive high value through some other mechanism, right? They've been referred to you by a friend who said this company is brilliant. So they've gone onto your website and they've converted because they have a high perceived value of taking that conversion. But really, if you have a low perceived value offer, that in your call to action, you're going to be underperforming with your conversion rate because people just aren't motivated enough to act. So I've got some examples. If you want to watch the video version of this, you can go on our YouTube channel and just search for uh, probably Exposure Ninja CTA. If you just go onto YouTube and search Exposure Ninja CTA, you will find it. Okay, so we've got some examples. Uh, let's say that we are a hospital and we're looking to buy some CT scanners or we're a hospital group looking to buy some CT scanners. I know it's just a sort of everyday occurrence, but I've just been doing a little bit of thinking in this space. Um, so here are my uh, recency bias examples. Now, you land on one particular website. I'm on the Siemens Health and Ears website. And um, you see some information about uh, computed tomography. This is CT scanners. Uh, you see uh, some pictures of it. You see a bit of information about the science behind it. You see some of their products. They're like pictures of their products. Um, you see a whole bunch of different products here. There's a little bit of information separating them out, but really they're relying on someone who really knows their stuff, which may or may not be accurate. And then we've got some blog posts and information at the bottom. And um, then we've got some software information about their software. Then we've got more blog posts and news stories. And that's it. There's a tiny little orange button at the bottom of the page which says contact us. Okay, and that's that's basically it. So unless you have qualified yourself, there is nothing on this page motivating you to act. This is basically a brochure. Okay, and from a conversion optimization point of view, it's a complete washout. Because for every one lead that you get from this, who has gone through the whole thing, they've spent like a good hour sorting between the different options, trying to understand, trying to qualify themselves in, making sure they're in the right location, making sure... For every one conversion that you get through this, there are a whole bunch who would have converted if you just said, hey, if you want to talk to one of our team about CT scanners and find out which one's best for you, fill in this form and we'll be in touch to arrange a no obligation call within 24 hours. Right, really simple. So we don't have to do much, but we just have to incentivize people a little bit. Let's go for another example, have another look. Um, so here I'm on the GE Healthcare site. So they also sell CT scanners. Um, here we have a similar sort of things. So we've got plenty of information about the CT scanners, but the great thing about this is we've got two options at the top of the page. We can schedule a demo and there's a little picture of a computer screen showing that this is like a virtual demo, or we can request a quote. Now that's good because we have two CTA offers for people at different stages of the buyer journey, right? If I need to request a quote, I've already qualified myself. Probably I don't need a demo. If I'm scheduling a demo, then I'm still in the research phase. Okay, I'm still collecting information. So that's great because we've got two options and they're at different levels and I've got them right at the top of the page. So I don't have to hunt around I don't have to qualify myself and do all the work myself in order to get this. So that is an example of how really, you know, small tweaks here can lead to a dramatic difference in conversion rate because 
The first example that we talked to where there's just a little contact us button at the bottom, you're gonna have a very, very low conversion rate, very, very low conversion rate. The second example is gonna have a much better conversion rate. Now it's still not perfect. We could have alternative options for people who aren't even ready to schedule a demo. They might be wanting to download white papers, for example, and we could have them fill in their email address before they download a white paper. And then we could send them on an email marketing sequence, which educates them about the different options available and does a bit of pre-selling stuff. And then we pitch them on requesting a demo. So we could have more options of calls to action at different stages of the buyer journey, but whatever, they're doing a bit. And in a space like this, where your competitors are generally, where everyone is basically weak with conversion optimization, you don't have to be brilliant to outperform everybody else. You just have to be better. It's like the thing, you know, you're being chased by a bear. I don't have to be faster than the bear. I just have to be faster than you. It's the same with conversion optimization. Like these leads are gonna go somewhere. You just have to be better than your competitors. Okay, um, there are other examples in this space where there's absolutely no CTA at all. I'll show you them on the videos and we can have a good laugh at them, but um, it doesn't really work in the podcast form. Now, what we need to do when we're thinking about how to create a high perceived value call to action is imagine or understand how people buy stuff. So what I want you to do, close your eyes, get into state. You might want to lie on the floor, get some candles. I'm going to draw you a mental picture, okay? So I want you to imagine a big line. And on the left-hand side of the line is a sad face picture. And on the right-hand side of the line is a happy face picture, okay? You got the line, you got the happy face, you got the sad face, you got them right way around, okay? Left-hand side, sad face, right-hand side, happy face, and a line joining them. This is how people buy stuff, okay? They start off in the sad face state where they don't know that they've got a problem or they do know they've got a problem, but they don't know the magnitude of the problem. And what they need to do is get to the happy face state where they have fixed their problem. And you as a business, you basically move them along this line. You get them to the happy face stage by fixing that problem for them. But what we want to offer with the call to action on our website is we want to get them part of the way along this line. We want to take them from sad face. I don't know the magnitude of my problem. I don't know how to fix it. We want to get them part of the way along. Okay, we're going to go through some examples if this sounds a bit theoretical. Now, we don't want to get them all the way along. You don't want to say, you know, uh, fill in this form and we're going to solve all of your problems and you'll live happily ever after because then they'd have no need to buy your products or service. But we do want to get them part of the way along. There's two basic rules here. If someone doesn't understand the size of their problem, then we want to help them diagnose that, okay? So we want to give them some information so that at the end of the thing that you're offering, they have an appreciation of the magnitude of their issue, okay? That sounds a bit bleak. The Exposure Ninja Free Website and Marketing Review is an example of a call to action that does this, okay? So we want to help them understand the magnitude of our problem. So just using the Exposure Ninja Review as an example, when we offer a free website and marketing review, what we're doing is saying, you know, if you want some help with your digital marketing, if you want to generate more leads and sales through your website, go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review and fill in a form. We'll give you some information. Uh, we'll send you a video basically, which shows you how to generate more leads and sales from your website and what your top marketing priorities should be over the next six to 12 months. So what we're doing there is you might be thinking, well, I need to get more sales from my website, but I don't know the best way to do it. I don't know where my priorities should be. I'm feeling overwhelmed. So the free website and marketing review, the offer that we're making is we're going to help you identify the magnitude of your problem. So we'll show you what you should be focusing on. We'll show you the priorities. We'll show you what your competitors are doing. So by the end of this, you'll be really clear. Okay, I need to focus on SEO, content marketing, and a little bit of Google shopping ads, right? That will be an outcome of the free website and marketing review. And you'd see exactly how to do that and where your specific priorities should be within that. 
So what we're trying to do there is we're trying to help people understand the magnitude of their problem. Now, if someone already understands the magnitude of your problem, what you want them to do or what you want to offer them in your call to action is some sort of roadmap. So let's say, for example, that um, I know that I need SEO and content marketing already. Well, I might not go to the, uh, the free website and marketing review. I might contact Exposure Ninja and say, look, I need this. I, I think I need this, this, this. How long is it going to take? How much is it going to cost? Okay, so that call to action will be about helping people sort of understand the roadmap and understand what it looks like. Another example of this would be, you know, let's say that you need um, a house built and you know exactly what type of house you've got your plot. You want to go to like an architect and you might want a roadmap for how you're going to get your house built. And that might be the thing that they offer you in their call to action. So what we really want to do with our CTAs, we want to move them along this line from sad face state towards happy face state. And then the product or service that you sell them gets them all the way over to happy face. There's another example of a site that does a really good job of this. It's called Medic AI. Um, and it's a some sort of software, I think, for uh, medics. And basically, you can request a demo on their site. It's at medicai.io. Um, and when you go to Medic AI, you'll see that there's a um, a big button that says book a demo. If you click that demo, the page that you see is beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. I mean, it, it looks fairly ordinary, but the information and the flow of this page is superb. So the headline at the top is need a better understanding on how you can benefit from Medic AI's features. Okay, complete the form below to request a 15 minute demo with our team. So you have no questions, you have no you know that, that you know exactly what you're getting from this you then choose the type of demo that you're interested in whether you're a doctor whether you're a patient or whether you're a clinical hospital so you know that the thing is going to be relevant for you so there's implied relevance there you reduce the perceived risk then you get bullet points on the right hand side that say what you'll learn how to receive investigations directly from your patients how to get rid of cds and upload your patient archive online how to send investigations directly to your patients so what we're getting is not just hey i'm going to have a demo i'm also getting here's what you're going to learn in this demo. So if all of those things are things that are stopping me from getting to happy face state, well, I know I'm gonna knock out those four things just from requesting this demo. So that's the first thing we wanna do, increase the perceived value of our call to action or the offer that we're making in our CTA. The second mistake that people make um, is that their CTA has high perceived risk, okay? So we imagine this sort of, uh, this sort of weighing scale, right? You know, one of those traditional weighing scales which has two sides and you've got some sugar on one side and you've got to put weights on the other side to see how much sugar you've got. Well, we want to think of the value and the risk in our call to action as this sort of scale. So we want to make sure that we have high perceived value and low perceived risk. If we have high perceived risk and low perceived value, we're not going to get the conversion, right? So high perceived value, low perceived risk, we need to make sure that those things are weighed up properly. If we want someone to act, as well as increasing the perceived value, therefore, we have to reduce the risk to them. Now, risk doesn't just mean, you know, someone's going to steal my credit card details or someone's going to come around my house and smash me in the face with a hammer. That's not the risk that we're talking about on websites, hopefully. <laughs> Although, yeah, never mind. Um, <laughs> unknown or unknowns also create perceived risk. Okay, if you don't know what's going to happen when you fill in a form, or the form is asking for too much information, you know, you might not even be conscious of it. But subconsciously, you, you just don't fill in the form, you just move away from the site. And you're not thinking, Oh, this feels really high risk. Oh, I'm not sure about this. I haven't done my risk assessment. It's just that split second 
like instinct thing where we just close the page or we just move to somewhere else because we haven't been sufficiently motivated to act or we've been sufficiently put off to acting that we don't take the action. Okay, let's talk about some examples. So let's say that you're going to book a hearing test, for example, you think that your ears are funny or your wife keeps nagging you about your ears or your husband keeps telling you that you have to shout to talk to you or whatever. So you're going to book a hearing test. Finally, you've taken all the hints and it's time. So I'm on a website now at thcp.co.uk. Nothing to do with Exposure Ninja. I've never met them before. Just pick them out as a victim for this podcast. Now, when you go on their site, you can book an appointment or there's a little button to book an appointment, right? You find the practice, lo- it takes you through to the practice location and there's two buttons, book hearing care, book wax removal. There's a picture of an old fashioned gentleman <laughs> to the left hand side of those buttons there's no information at all about what you get in either of those so what's going on here well i don't know anywhere near enough to book hearing care or book wax removal the picture of the old-fashioned gentleman is great but it doesn't answer any of the questions i might have how much is this thing going to cost are you any good what times are you open do you work in the evening so that i can come after work is this place busy what happens if you tell me my hearing is bad do you sell hearing aids i don't have any of that information at all so we've got all these sort of unknowns all of these questions and they all mount up to this conversion impeding indecision where there's absolutely no way i'm going to click this button the only people that would click these buttons are people who've been here before who know the place well because they've walked past many times or whatever and they're like right this is definitely the right place for me all of my questions and fears don't exist because you know all of that stuff has been answered for cold traffic total washout you may as well remove these calls to action at all so yeah completely useless um there is a fix for this we've uh, in fact i was doing some research and having a look for um hearing clinics in newcastle uh, and found a great example on hiddenhearing.co.uk which is i think a, a nationwide center but anyway great any business that has scaled nationwide by beating local companies usually is doing something well with their calls to action okay there's a little rule that you can use in life um or well in marketing anyway and they have a great cta or a great couple of ctas above the fold on their website when you land on their page instead think about all those questions where are they based what times are they open how much is this thing going to cost are they any good all of those questions are answered above the fold okay they don't even force you to scroll down you don't even have to lift your finger to have your objections answered they're just right in your face which is fantastic so the first thing you see is hidden hearing newcastle upon time then there's two buttons book free hearing test ka-ching so not only are they making the same offer as their competitors they're actually making a better offer than their competitors because the hearing test is free obviously they're monetizing people on the back end smart model will kill anybody else in the space who is charging for hearing tests because they don't have a good enough sales process on the back end Um, and then they also have a button earwax removal as well then we've got location then we've got phone number then we've got opening times then we've got the exposure ninja favorite your review stars above the fold trust pilot 4.7 from almost 3000 reviews superb so what we've done there is we've removed the risk okay the fears that i had about this thing are gone because the thing is now free i know all of the information that i need happy days now by the way the same thing if we're thinking oh this is just for lead generation size exactly the same thing applies to e-commerce i'm on a site here um, and they're selling uh, uh mobility aids so people who are um less mobile and there's like products that they can buy to make their living more easy and i'm on a page here i'm looking at an adjustable bed cradle which you can buy for 36 pounds 
and I've got one picture of it. I've got no idea how it works. I've got no idea how big it is. I've got no idea how I need to fit it, what sort of beds it works with, none of that stuff. It's a complete washout. So exactly the same problems happen with e-commerce stores. We need to make sure that we're reducing the risk of the conversion, whatever we're selling on the page. So how do we reduce the risk? We need to explain what happens. We need to build credibility. We need to ask for the minimum info that we possibly can to qualify the lead. So another thing that happens in contact forms is that people will ask for, you know, name, email address, phone number, mother's maiden name, your bank sort code, and, and you basically just want to book a consultation call. Well, think about what information you and the sales team actually need. You probably only need either the email or the phone. You might not need both. And you probably don't need the address. You got to think about what you actually need and then only ask for that stuff. Not just from a data perspective, but just think, well, if someone's going to be typing this stuff out, we want to remove as many of the barriers to entry that we possibly can. Okay, the third mistake that people make with their calls to action is that they bury them on their websites. Now, you've been listening to Exposure Ninja Podcast for a while. You may have even watched some of the videos so you can see this stuff on the screen. But what do we notice about highest performing websites? The calls to action are always above the fold, right? They always have a call to action above the fold. And actually, the layouts of most high performing sites are pretty similar. We're more and more seeing it now where we've just got information on the left-hand side, call to action box on the right-hand side, on desktop, on mobile, you've got information in the first page screen, and then you've got the call to action box slightly popping out above the fold on a typical mobile phone screen. So we're not forcing people to hunt around to find the call to action on a page because anything that you do to make people hunt or make people do work is generally a bad thing to do. Now, often when we're building a website for a client, we start with a layout, which is basically exactly the same as an Amazon e-commerce page because Amazon is how most people have been taught how to use the internet, right? So it's exactly what the layout I said, menu at the top, info on the left, CTA box on the right on mobile, exactly the same as a typical Amazon page um, because that is basically how the world converts. Um, now, also bearing CTAs, we need to keep in mind that I think we spoke earlier about having calls to action for different uh, qualify, quali qualification level um, customers. So if we've got someone who's ready to get in contact, fantastic. We want to give them a CTA for that. If we've got someone who's not quite ready for that yet, or they're in the research phase, they might not be as ready to get in contact because they're worried about all sorts of things. Maybe I'm not educated enough to make this decision yet. I don't know enough about what I'm buying. I'm going to be confused by what they tell me. I don't want to contact someone who's completely in the wrong space for me and end up embarrassing myself. So they might want to continue getting educated. And what we need to do, this is particularly important on blog pages, is make sure that our calls to action are prominent enough on these content and these information pages too. So this is having a CTA above the fold or having CTAs that echo throughout a blog page so that when someone comes onto your site from organic search, because they've asked the question and Google has shown your fantastically optimized content for that question. And then they go on the page and they read what they want, but they also see that, oh, you know, I can take a next step with this business. I can download a checklist of this post or I can get some sort of information. Great. They've got that call to action. They don't have to hunt around or they don't have to qualify themselves to immediately start doing business with you. I'm on an example of a client site that we built. They're a solicitor's firm. They've got a whole section of legal guides. They've got guides about conveyancing and property, uh, conveyancing fees, probate guides, wills guides, 
house buying checklist, you've just had an offer accepted on your new home guide, what next? So all of these guides are on their website and then you click on them and you have to fill in your information. You have to fill in your name and email in order to get the guide, which is fantastic, right? Because even though you're gonna get fewer people reading that guide, because not everyone wants to fill in their info, you know the people who fill in their info are going to be, they're gonna be qualified. They're interested in this because they've given their info and you can then have an email marketing automation that goes out to them with an indoctrination stream, which educates them about your business. You know that person, for example, if they've just downloaded the guide on um, someone's just accepted an or uh, we've just had an offer accepted on our new home, you know exactly the circumstance that that person is in. So you can build an email automation, which takes them through, okay, great, this is day one. Who do you need to bring into your team? What do you need to do now? What do you need to do now? How long is this thing, thing gonna take? You know exactly where that person's at. So having guides and stuff that are put behind email capture is a fantastic way to build um, top of funnel traffic streams, which can lead to real business for you. Okay, so we've put our CTAs prominently, we've got high perceived value, low perceived risk. The final mistake that people make with their calls to action is that they are disconnected from the sales process. Okay, and this means that even if leads are generated, they're often useless, or they require the sales team to do a lot of qualification. So remember the line, okay, we've got the sad face at the start, the happy face at the end once their problem has been solved. Now this line should also reflect your sales process because your sales process takes a customer along this line, right? Now, let me give you an example of how this works. We once worked with a company that sold exhibition stands, okay? And they sold uh, these exhibition stands to, you know, when you go to an expo, you see these really massive stands that have loads of seats and they've got this crazy like design and they're all built and stuff like this. Well, they designed and built those and then they stored them and stuff for you. So they're selling to, you know, huge corporations that are buying massive stands and exhibiting all around the world and this type of stuff. Now their call to action on their website is basically contact us, which is fine if you've decided that they are right for you and you just want a quote. But it's not fine if you're, you know, if you're buying this thing for the first time or you don't really know if they're the best option for you. What you want is something that's a bit more exploratory, something that takes you along that line a bit further. So what we did is talk to this client and we realized that actually in their sales process, they do this mock-up of the stand. They design this free 3D visual for you so you can see what your stand looks like. Um, and they basically have to do this in order to sell it to you because you're not gonna buy it unless you can see what it looks like. So this is just part of their kind of proposal um, process. They have to do it. But we thought, well, this is great because if I'm a potential customer and I'm landing on their website, wouldn't it be awesome to offer those potential customers a free 3D visual of their stand? It's much better than just, hey, get a quote for your stand. It's get in contact or put your information here. We'll be in touch to arrange a free 3D visual of your stand and a no obligation quote from one of our friendly team. Well, this did so much for their conversion rate there conversion rate from their website went to 16% in their first month once we put this CTA on their page because all of a sudden we're offering something which is much more compelling than what their competitors are doing. So think about what your sales process looks like and design your CTA to work with it rather than against it. So what does your sales team need in order to qualify a new lead? How do they know that lead is good quality or actually just as importantly bad quality so they don't waste their time on it? Another example from the world of hearing tests, we've got a client, uh, we've got a few clients in the hearing test space. And uh, one of them in particular has a CTA on their website, book your hearing test in London, Kent or Essex today. We ask name, phone, email. We ask the thing that they're interested in, so different hearing services. And then we have select your nearest branch below and they can choose from one of the branches 
I think when we started working with this client, they had two branches. They've now got six. Um, and the reason that we asked this in the form is not just so that the lead sees, oh, they work in all of these areas, but also so that we can funnel this through to the right practice to deal with that lead. Because if we didn't ask for that, and we just said, book your free hearing test today, well, someone then has to contact that lead, find out where they're based and work out which the nearest office for them is. Well, that's no good because that takes time. We want to make this as quick as possible, funnel it to the right sales team as quickly as possible so that this whole thing can be done to not just increase the conversion rate on the website, but increase the sales conversion rate. Time is of the essence. So CTAs like this can convert at over 8% from paid traffic only, of course, because all the other stuff is done well, because we've got um, a high perceived value CTA, low perceived risk. We've answered all the questions on the page and we've put it prominently on the site. Another example um, of a business who is very, very in tune with their sales process and how it needs to work. We've got a, a law firm client, we've got a bunch of law firm clients, one of them in particular in the States, personal injury. And in this space, speed is of the essence or time is of the essence. Which one is it? Speed or time is of the essence? I don't know. Speed is important, right? When someone has been in an accident, they are now like the hottest property in the world in the States, right? Because our American friends, of course, you know, suing each other all day long, right? Wake up, sue five people, go to bed, sue five people. I think that's how it works. I've, I've heard this before. Um, so what we need to do is make sure that the CTA reflects that speed and make sure that leads are getting in contact with this business as quickly as possible. So the CTA on the site isn't actually even a form. There is a form which people can fill in, but the CTA is call right now because they know that if they can motivate someone to get in contact right now, they have a much higher chance of getting that case. Otherwise, you know, if they go home and they open Facebook, they're somehow gonna be attacked by every single personal injury firm in the whole world trying to get them. They're gonna be cold calls. They're gonna have people turning up on their doorsteps. So we know that we need to firstly rank really prominently for informational and commercial terms in their city. And then secondly, the CTA needs to be all about speed. So it's contact us now, it's call us right now. Not just call us now, call us right now. And in big fat capital letters, so that everyone knows this is really, really important. Okay, so there you have it. There are the four mistakes or the four steps, depending on which way you wanna look at it, to creating a really high performance CTA. How do you go about creating your perfect CTA? Step one, maximize the perceived value. Think about how you can get your customer or client closer to their goals, imagine the line, get them from sad face state to happy face state. How much can you afford to offer them in this call to action? The more you can offer, the higher your conversion rate on the site is gonna be. Second step, minimize the risk. Think about all the reasons somebody wouldn't claim your CTA. Try to handle these objections either within the wording of the CTA itself or by the use of credibility triggers on the surrounding page. Think of that example with um, AI, where we had, here's what you're gonna learn. And it also has, by doing here's what you're gonna learn, you're removing that potential fear that people are gonna be getting no value from this consultation, this demo. It's just gonna be a complete waste of their time. So they put that around the page in order to improve the conversion rate of the CTA. Step three, make sure your CTA is seen prominently on every single page. And step four, think about your sales process. Design your CTA to draw customers into it rather than just lobbing a random assortment of unqualified leads at your sales team to sift through. Hope you found this useful. If you have, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. I actually read some of the reviews um, while I was uh, <laughs> waiting for something the other day. And I really, really enjoyed reading them. They're absolutely lovely. So thank you so much for all the reviews. Uh, please keep leaving them. They do make a big difference. And we do read them when we need a gentle ego stroke every so often. And I will see you next week.